Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We're going to have a very interesting show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's just say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. <laughs> I'm sure not hi, but uh, thank God for ibuprofen. My knees are killing me. Uh, I was in an auto crash last week in a development. Uh, All right, let's say hi to everybody else. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I step on it again? Yes. I do this every week, so you guys are used to it. What's up, everybody? We got a great show. We have Michelle Kanan and Wendy Moten coming on. And before Ron tells you his story, we want to say hi to the chat room. What's up? We've got Cindy Lady Lake, Teresa Sabin, B. Claudia, DJ Dow, Dave Hughes from the UK. Um, I'm not sure who else is in there. Um, Teresa, I don't know how to work this this one actually. Oh, here we go. Here I can tell you right here. Okay, B. Claudia, hi, Wise Soul, Lady Lake, and Teresa. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, you guys, uh, join us at the chat room on the w4cy.com website. It's the little white box on the bottom right hand corner. And uh, anybody who comes in, we'll let you know. But right now, Ron's going to tell you his incredible story. Well, first off, let me tell you something. Yes, I am telling you this story because I'm feeling sorry for moi, me. But you have to believe me when I tell you this. I want this story to go out to all of you to inform you of what could happen. Insurance companies are out for themselves, as you all know. They really dislike paying out money 
to the people who uh, have hired them. I was in an automobile accident in my 2004 Audi TT Roadster Quadro Custom Convertible Canary Yellow. This car is worth about $12,000. Not less than that. I brought it into the repair shop that Geico insisted I use, and they said that it was totaled. Well, the car was not totaled because I drove the car to two other repair shops when I left theirs to get an estimate. I got an estimate from the very same repair shop that Geico uses when they send their cars to be repaired. There I have the estimate right here. And they gave me a quote of $6,000 for the fender work and the bumper. And if the wheel mount needs to be replaced, an additional, I believe, $2,000. So the total damage would cost $8,000 approximately to repair. Now, they said that my car's worth anywhere between three, no, what did they say? Twenty-five and $3,500 because of its age. They're not taking into consideration that this car is a classic and I've had it since new and I've didn't drive it to California, I shipped it. This car has been garaged, it's rarely ever driven, it's our toy. We have a beautiful brand new BMW that we drive when we go out, and the Audi that I named Baby, we use occasionally. I do not- Like once I, a week for an hour. <laughs> right, only because it keeps the engine soot clean. I, I'm fighting Geico because I feel there's an injustice done here. I could well afford to repair the car myself, but I refuse to do that because that's not why I paid for automobile insurance. I paid for collision for years on that vehicle. And now they're not going to pay to fix my car. So why did I waste all that money on collision? I could have saved a lot of money by saying, okay, if you're not going to fix my car, what the hell do I need collision for? But Geico doesn't inform you of these things. Just like now, Geico, for some mysterious reason, has informed us that we do not have medical on our insurance policy. Jimmy? That's total like bullshit. Why would I ever have an insurance policy that didn't have medical? And why would we pay almost $5,000 a year and not have medical? I, I actually honestly think, because we transferred from Progressive, and all I did was is show them the policy and say I want the same thing, which we had medical. Um, and we've had Geico now for like almost three years, I think. And... And this whole time, we've never had medical. It's total bullshit. I think because we're going after Geico, that they've actually committed fraud. And I think that they somehow went in and changed it all to make it look like we don't. Now, this is not a fact. This is Jimmy's this opinion. This is my opinion. Yes, this is my opinion. I don't think that that's – but I, I think that the thing is really jacked up. It's really super messed up. Now, I have written many things on Facebook saying how crooked I felt that Geico was. And people came back. One man said they sent him a check, and it bounced. And then because of the bounce check, they repossessed the car. And he had to go through hell to get the, fi the finance and the thing. Everybody that has written in and talked about Geico has talked about stuff that's just above legal, or let's put it this way. They know what they're doing. They know how to screw people and get away with it. We have got to change the laws. And that's the reason why I'm on my TV show right now talking about it. I don't really care. Like I said, I'll make my car into a flower pot and put it on the lawn. I love my car, but we have other cars that we drive. So it's not like, oh, the poor old man's got to walk to the supermarket. That's not so. 
I'm speaking out to you. Five million people who are listening, watching us every week all over the world. Jimmy will tell you who our affiliates are, Jim. Oh, uh, so listen. Oh, you want to know where everybody can listen to us? Yes, tell them. Hi, everybody. Wait, I want I want uh, Geico to know who's carrying this show and how many people will hear my complaining. First of all, Geico, I would like to let you know for the seventh week in a row, we are the top 100 podcasts on iHeartRadio out of 750,000 podcasts in the world. Um, we're in the top 100, and that gives us millions of people listening. We have uh, 5 million people a week listening to the show. You can listen to us live on W4CY Radio, our home station, K4HD Radio in LA, Jackalope Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean. We're also on Talk4 Podcasting, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Alexa, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Player FM, Acast, Mixcloud, Pod Paradise, Blueberry, Digital Podcast, Wooshka, Listen Notes, Double Twist, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Downcast. And on television, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and very soon Amazon Prime. And it's 5 million people hopefully listening to this. And if, if I had my way, everybody would call or tweet to Geico and tell them that they're fucked up and full of shit. All right, we don't need that sort of language, Jimmy. I know you're angry, but I'm not doing that. I'm not going to lower myself to that sort of a level. I'm talking to the American people who are being taken by insurance companies. I had a pacemaker put in, as you all know, not long ago. I cannot get a copay on my Medicare, Cal, care, whatever the hell it's called. Because you I can't had, get a secondary insurance. I cannot get a secondary insurance because which, of it. Which means I have to pay all my copays to all of my doctors, which is a fortune of money for two years. What do they think? I'm going to drop dead in two years and they have to pay me? I mean, give me a break. Insurance companies are running wild. They are robbing us on home insurance. Yes, an earthquake comes in Palm Springs. And guess what? Our deductible is outrageous. But if you lose some China or some good valuables under 5000 they don't cover it. And we are victims of these insurance companies. Years ago, insurance was not compulsory, so people drove around, and when they crashed into each other, they paid out of pocket. Then came insurance, and everybody got excited. Then came the law that insurance is compulsory. So those that could afford it, bought it. And those that could not, still drive without insurance. And if they hit you, you don't get money from them. And if your insurance company doesn't think it should be right, they won't give you money either. So what the hell are you paying all of those monthly premiums to insurance companies for when they do not stand behind you? Now, the car that crashed into mine made a left turn coming in the gate of a, of a gated community. But she was driving in my lane. She didn't go all the way out to the left lane. She To the right lane, she drove in my lane and hit me in my lane because she cut a corner too soon. I was not at fault. I injured both knees, one very badly, which is my right knee, hit the metal rod in the inside of the car. It's a small car. Now I find that I'm not covered by my insurance company. Jimmy Starr runs 50,000 companies. He's a genius man. He's a PR expert, and he's a, a college graduate in mathematics or some crap. 
whatever he is, he's a genius of a man. Do you mean to tell me that Jimmy Starr is not going to have medical insurance? It's super jacked up, I'm telling you. I mean, something is fishy here. We, we are not saying it's so. It's our opinion. It's how we feel. And I'm not just saying Geico is a bad guy. All insurance companies stink, according to the people that have come into my uh, news feed or on my show. And on Twitter. On Twitter, we have thousands and thousands of people tweeting out, do not use Geico. No, Geico is bad. That's our hashtag, everybody. Use the hashtag, Geico is bad. I'm trying to build Geico it. Geico is bad. <laughs> now, Geico has blocked a lot of people that have sent them, uh, like, you know, fix Ron's car. And Geico very viciously block, 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 because they don't want other people to see what they have done. They did something wrong, and they're not big enough to say, yes, Ron, we made a mistake. Your car is repairable. You have the proof. And yes, we will repair it because we understand how much you love it. We see how you are fighting for four days to have your car repaired, period. The reason they won't repair my car is it will set a precedent. And anyone that has an old car that they call junk and want to total, they can't anymore. So I know that they will never pay to fix my car. It is an impossibility. It'll never happen because it will set an insurance precedent. Angela Joseph is in the chat room. Hey, Angela. And she said that your videos are all on Geico's page on Facebook, and she liked them all. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Angela. Now, if and Ga thank you, Lorene Landon, who's also here. Now, I want to say something. I'm 80 years old. Whatever years I have left, I promise you, and I swear to this, every single day of the rest of my life, I will write on Facebook above everything else that happens, red carpets, Academy Awards, movie star interviews, I will write a caption. Geico is unfair. Do not use them. And in my TV show, whenever we can with guests, I will ask them, did you ever use Geico? And what do you think of them? <laughs> so I intend to continue this for the rest of my life because I'm a very tough 80-year-old guy from the olden days. My mother and father fought for Social Security, for unemployment, and for unions. They got what you people today enjoy. We are standing on the shoulders of the people that were and are gone now. I come from a family of fighters. My mother was very political and my father also. They fought for humanity. They fought for hospitals. They fought for you, the American people. And I learned from them. Have a voice. If you stay silent, you lose. If you open your mouth. Like one woman wrote on my Facebook page, a greased wheel gets notice. Oh, no, what, how, how was it? Uh, a, a, a squeaky wheel gets greased. And that's what I feel. So everyone out there, the millions of people, however many you are, if you want to take the time out to help Ron Russell and Jimmy Starr, contact Geico and simply say to them, this is horrible what you're doing to Ron Russell and Jimmy Starr. Fix Ron's car. He adores that car. He would never sell that car, and he will never, never, never agree to you totaling it, ever. Help me, please. I've never asked you for anything out there. I go on every week without pay to make you happy, to give you a fun show, and we laugh and we enjoy it and we have a good time. Now I'm upset. I don't sleep about it. 
I think about it all the time. I go in the garage and I look at my car and sometimes I feel like I could almost cry. Help me, please. That's right, you guys. And tweet to at Geico. Uh, tweet to at Geico and, and, and write to them on Facebook because this is just total And if bad. anyone out there has a way of finding out who the CEO is of Geico, send him a note. Let him know. Maybe he's unaware or maybe he's totally aware. Maybe he's a mafia. What do I know? That's what somebody wrote in my Facebook. That Geico was founded by the mafia. Well, I doubt that seriously, but that's his opinion. So we want to thank to Angela Joseph says she just yes. went. You guys also, if you're listening, go on to the search bar on Twitter and write hashtag Geico is bad and retweet all the tweets. There's a whole bunch of them. Retweet all the tweets so that it goes through the timeline because I want it to recirculate through every day so Geico sees it every day. Angela and, just and, did it. Thank and, you. And everyone out there, go on my show. My show is called The Ron. My, my Facebook page is called The Ron Russell Show. Go on it and share yeah, share everything Ron writes share, on this page, I, you guys. I, I even have video of me driving my car off the lot of the repair shop. That's how totaled my car was. I drove it, not at home yet. I drove it to uh, Oscar's repair shop. He's been doing my car forever. And he said it could be fixed. And he sent me to this other place where the guy gave me this written estimate of between six and 8,000. And we find out now... That's where Geico sends all of their cars. Did you beat that? I mean, is that not fabulous? Geico sends their cars there because this guy said to us when he saw we had Geico insurance, you know that Geico tries very hard fighting to keep your repair figures down low. So listen, Dave, Dave, Dave Hughes says that the guy... Uh, um, is so hang on. Oh, I don't know how to get back up to these things to see these, but uh, it's a hedge fund manager that is the CEO. No wonder they're so crooked. <laughs> oh, it's a hedge fund? Man, no, no, it's a manager of a hedge fund. Manager of a hedge fund. Well, you, we know what the hedge fund is. There you go. I mean, that's just crazy. Hey! Why, why, why do we have Michelle kicking in? I didn't say goodbye yet. <laughs> so let's let's not do that yet. <laughs> Michelle, we were going to play a song. It's time for her anyway. We can play a song. Anyway, everyone out there, uh, I'm cut short, but you know what? I don't mind because it's my wonderful dear friend, my Italian princess, my beautiful girl, uh, one of the friends that I truly love and know Hollywood love. The Hold on, let's love. make sure we can hear. Say something. Hi. Oh, yes, we can. Okay, perfect. Is she not beautiful, everybody? Look She's at that face. Gorgeous. All right. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the M incredibly not only gorgeous but super talented michelle kanan hello and welcome to the show ah thanks guys happy to be hi, here hi honey and i want to add this clever little gal got sean kanan to marry her <laughs> and, now, and all of you women out there for years have been fantasizing oh i wish i could have sex with sean i wish he would marry me i wish he yeah, was you my guys husband are never gonna get there and this, ever and, wait, <laughs> and this little ginzo she comes in the picture sean falls madly in love goes berserk and married her years ago and has kids with her and i love both sean and michelle so today's show is going to be all about good shit because they're good friends and by the way sunday are you still coming to our house for dinner <laughs> or you forgot? Calendar, I didn't forget. Are you kidding? Oh. How would I forget pasta at your place? 
Yeah, and how can I forget you and Sean in the kitchen? Sean makes a salad and Michelle helps me out. It's like a real Italian family day. Okay, now let's talk about what Hold on, wait, wait, let's say it. We have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. There you go. All right, now you I, I just go. want to say she looks gorgeous. She looks like she could be one of those dumb broads, you know, just pretty with big boobs and a great <laughs> ass and sexy. And that's how she goes through life. Wrong. Huh. She's a producer. She's an actress. She's a director. She's a business manager of her husband, Sean. She's probably one of the brightest women I've ever met in the industry. And now she's producing a super duper soap opera hit. The best of all the soaps that are out there. Wait, wait. She's also an actress and a writer. I wrote that. Wrote I wrote that deaf one. Oh, deaf one. You I didn't wrote say writer. That. I said, well, fuck the writer. I said, <laughs> I, I almost got all of them, Michelle, right? <laughs> anyway, she's the, the casting director and also the producer and writer of a fabulous show that I really, truly love. And I don't lie. You folks know that. It's called Studio City. It's a, a fabulous soap about this actor who's growing. Wait, let her tell him what it's about. No, I want to tell him and then she can add to it. It's about this. You wait a minute. Drink your coffee. Cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this actor who's growing old and finding difficulty in the soap opera world. He's also the child of a love uh, without a father. With with the father. No, don't tell him too much. Well, well anyway, it's, it's juicy, soapy. Tristan Rogers is in it and does a brilliant job, makes you want to cry. And I'm going to let Michelle run with it now and talk about the cast and talk about this fabulously written, sophisticated, nowadays, I call it a soap opera. Yeah, oh, honey. That, that was the idea. We really wanted to, you know, make a love letter to the soaps, but we also wanted it to be, um, you know, grounded where people could digest it so it wasn't so over the top and crazy because, you know, the soaps have been done several times but never like this. So we really wanted this to be like the next generation and to show the, the big shows that, you know, they could go to this format. Um, I think one of the things that I have to say is that um, my wonderfully talented and handsome, as he pointed out, husband created this concept. But originally when he created it, it was a comedy. It was supposed to be kind of like a Larry David type comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when they brought me on as a writer, um, it took a turn to the dramatic. <laughs> I'm a little bit I more... wonder why, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little um, of a dramatic writer and um, you know I threw some of the dark storylines but um, Patrika um, she plays Violet uh, who's uh, Sean's mother in the show uh, when she came on originally it was supposed to be funny and she was supposed to be this over the top kind of uh, a Blanche uh, Devereaux type from Golden Girls and um when she showed up on set and got her uh, scene from episode six, she had no idea. So that's just a testament to her talent to be able to come in. And, you know, if you haven't seen episode six, strap in. It's a whole new Patrika Darbo. Uh, I, Hold on, we have to tell everybody uh, that. Wait, I saw it. I loved it. And I commented to Jimmy, how the hell does she remember all those lines? <laughs> I mean, she was going on, rapping at the mouth for like minutes and minutes, seemed like years. And everything she did was so moving because this poor woman is explaining to her son that her 
step Wait, don't tell all that. Well, that. They're, they're gonna, you got to wet their, their tonsils a little. That their stepdad... That his father is not his father, and his father is a movie producer in Hollywood that knocked her up when a young girl. No, not which just brings knocked her up, me, raped which, her. Raped her, which brings <laughs> me to, and I probably shouldn't say it, but I want to seal the deal. Oh, so he does it on the air. Of course. <laughs> you and Sean asked me to play Sean's dad next season. Are we backing out? Because I don't care. I'll love you just the same. <laughs> <laughs> Next season first. That's that's our plan. Oh, you you definitely got it next season. You're up for five awards, honey bun. Twelve. Twelve awards. Give me a break. You're not gonna get next season. Look at the garbage that's on television. Your show is sophisticated and beautifully photographed. And let me tell you, folks, there's some shots of Sean Kanan in a shadow sequence where his left eyeball is sparkling and his face, he looks Beyond gorgeous. I mean, uh-huh. the handsomest. No, no, that those. He knows what I'm talking about. That conceited fuck. But <laughs> you, you, you know, those shots of Sean, ladies, put fresh batteries in your vibrator. Wow. <laughs> and also, Sean and Michelle have a dog that goes everywhere with them. Yes. And the dog's name is what's the dog's name? Charlie. Charlie and yeah. Charlie is in the is in the the series too, and we should tell everybody the series is called Studio City, yes. and it's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. So all you have to do is go to Amazon Prime, type in Studio City, it comes up. It, it has a bevy of well known actors and actresses from soap operas, including tell who's in it. So, um, Patrika Tarbo, as I mentioned, uh, Carolyn Hennessy, who's she's made- so hot. Uh- yeah, she's fabulous. <laughs> And, you know, she was so fun to write for Um, her. A lot of the lines that she has were actual fights that Sean and I had. (laughs) 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 And, um, you know, on Tuesday last week, we did a screening and um, uh, Eva LaRue came out. And she, after the screening, said, I feel like you've been following me around. This literally is my storyline. Story. So um, it's just, it's so amazing that everyone in daytime is just like welcoming this and trumpeting. I mean, so many people are like, we want to be in season two. So, you know, I really hope we can, you know, get a season two and make it just as amazing as season one and get all the, you know, get Tristan back. Like there's um, Tristan. I mean, this is a whole new Tristan. This is not the Robert Scorpio we all know and love. This is a, a whole new vulnerable, uh, sweet Tristan. That's um, what are you talking about? He made me cry a little bit. I got all teary eyed. Teresa, his wife was sitting next to me. She saw this film a thousand times. She starts crying and I look at her and I went, Oh my God, look, I got tears too. <laughs> I cry every time and imagine I, that's why I, I think I aged a couple of years during the editing because I had to watch them over. Yeah. Now you look 22 instead of 21. First of all, <laughs> I want to say real quick. Oh, wait a minute. I got to quit. I got to quit. My story is better than yours. I see this beautiful. Listen, I see this beautiful girl standing in the room that we were at the opening party. And I walked up to her. I said, oh, my God, you know, you could look like Michelle's daughter. You should tell her you want to play her daughter. She said, I am Michelle's daughter. I said, what? (laughs) You are Michelle's daughter. Michelle is too young to have a daughter your age. And you're gorgeous. Her daughter is stunningly beautiful. Your daughter is gorgeous. And with a body of death. (laughs) and And she's an actress. So I'm sure that she will. Will be in studio. She's in it. Where, where is she? 
She's the daughter who's looking for Sean to be the father. No, that's not the same. That's girl. the same girl. Yes, the girl I spoke to had black hair. That one had red. No, hair. she had black hair. That's her. Well, by the wait way, wait a minute. Let Michelle tell me that your daughter was in it already. Yeah, yeah. So the um, the girl that played Delilah is Juliet Vega, who's my baby. The one is claiming to be the daughter. Yeah, that's her daughter. In that's life. your daughter. Oh, Jesus, she photographed. I different. thought you got that. She, no, she <laughs> she's fabulous. By the way, she's she did a far great more job. beautiful in person than on film. Well, in wow. She's an identical twin, and her identical twin was there. You know, I have three daughters. I have. Yes, uh, I know. Yeah. And I, I met and I met your handsome brother. What a hunk he is. He's so good. You got a good looking family. We're Italian. I told him that. I said, What am I carrying on? You're good looking. You're Italian. All Italians are handsome and beautiful. So do you remember when we were in the lobby and I used the um the Snapchat filter that made me look like a man? And right. I dropped dead from that thing. I couldn't believe that was you. I've never seen such a thing. What is it called? Snapchat. Snapchat. I want to do I that. It. Oh, I can put that on your phone. Yeah, make me back to a woman. I want to see if I look like when I used to do drag. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back. Wait, wait. So you guys, we were at the, the event, and there were so many celebrities there. It was phenomenal. We had a great time. And um, uh, so Eva Levine. When Eva LaRue walked up, though, I was so excited because like, I I'm, I used to – I was from Miami. You know, I lived there for almost my whole life. And uh, and I was an extra on CSI Miami like 50 times. And so I actually had met her before. And so I was looking at her, and she looked at me, and she goes, do I know you? And I said, yeah, but I almost don't want to like tell you I was an extra on CSI Miami a million times. But it's very nice to meet you. And, and, and I think that you guys should have her play um, – I think, oh, this is just a suggestion because, like, I was looking at her. I think you guys should have her play your daughter's mother because she's, like, super awesome. She's so awesome. And you guys know Eva LaRue. Not only is she on all the soap operas, but she was on CSI Miami for, like, a zillion years. And she was one of the investigators. And she's awesome and she's gorgeous. And, she, and in real life, she's so freaking nice. I was so excited that she was so nice. What's good about this production company is we are family. Everybody that's coming in are friends. All of the soap stars are friends of Sean and Michelle's for years. Uh, I love them. So if I am lucky enough to be on that show, I work with all my heart and soul to make it the best performance I've done since. Wait, but I want to go back to the show, though. What do you think about that idea, suggestion? Uh, I know you don't, you know, I'm not locking you into anything. I just think it'd be fun. Like, and they, um, you know, they do really look alike. I mean, yeah, they do. It, it could be. I mean, there's, there's, it's so fun to be in this position. And, you know, you guys have been in the business a long time. You know that getting to this spot is like pushing a pebble up a snowy hill until it becomes a snowball. And, you know, right now we just got it up to the top of the mountain and, you know, we're really and enjoying it. Do you know, want to know the trick? To, I'm in the business 58 years. I started at 19. 62. Make, Remember we figured well, it out? I started. <laughs> well, I, I started. I started. I, my first movie was in 1959 with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, that kind of woman. And from there to now, it's how many years? 52. 52 years. 62. 62. What I have learned in 62 years of being in the business is you never give up. If you keep hammering and hammering and hammering, it will happen. But if you give up, it goes down the tubes. I've seen this happen with so many actors and actresses who bloomed in their 50s and 60s and won Oscars, who beat the hell out of themselves for years. Your show 
I really sus- I know that it's going to be um, Emmy nominated. I can't talk about it, but there's an actress. Yeah, but anyway, we can't talk about that yet. But I know it's going to be an Emmy nominated show, and I know it will be picked up, and I know it's going to be a hit because it's juicy and scandalous and naughty and naughty and funny and beautiful and bright and sean's boss or the head of the the, carolyn hennessy no i don't want to give the name out the (laughs) the character Uh, we we didn't want to give the character but sure we did already she is such a bitch (laughs) and in real life she's an angel poo i was seated next to her when she came on and i said my god that's good acting because you're so sweet in the real world and she was holding my hand and squeezing it she's a darling person and very beautiful I love working with her. I did a, another, um, she did me the honor of doing, um, it's another little short. Uh, it was going to be a series called True Colors, and it was um, kind of about a, a woman. And, you know, I, for me, I wanted to create roles, and my my kind of focus is creating roles for real people and for people who aren't, you know, I'm tired of watching 20-year-old pukes running around. Like, of course, they're 20 years old and their little bodies are all sweet and tight. Of course, <laughs> they're going to fall in love. Later in life, like in your 40s, you know, having the same kind of life now that you have the money to be able to do those things and the time and you've done your career and, you know, you really want to find someone. And, you know, it's bleak out there. And Absolutely. So I want to create love stories for that um, population because, you know, we're living longer. 60 is the new 30. That's right. And I'm 30. So I like it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, it's good. And listen, nobody believes I'm going to be 80 in May. So I feel good about that. And with a little help from my friends, a little Botox, a little Restylane, which I'm going to try soon. I could get I could get rid of some of these these ugly lines that make you look horrible. Distinguished lines. I, I don't think no could- old bag lines <laughs> they make you look like a wretched old man. Like I wake up in the morning. Well, let me do it this way. When I was 20, I woke up in the morning with a beard, didn't shave. My hair was all messed up in a T-shirt. I looked in the mirror. I was a hot piece of ass guy. Let me tell you. Now I look, I do the same thing. I wake up with a beard and hair. I look like an escapee from a nursing home. It's true, I do. It's terrible how I look in the mirror with my hair standing straight up, a beard, the wrinkles, the bags, the Uh age sucks, baby. So hold on, I want to talk. No, I turn to talk. All right. So first of all, permission granted. First, uh, thank you. First of all, um, we have another friend named Jan Birch. He's a really cool guy, and he has Fabulous. a wife named Victoria. And, and every time we went some go someplace with them, I always forget. Used to forget her name all the time, and I would say Jan Birch's wife. Victoria. And two weeks ago, I found out that you know she just lets that go because he's kind of really well known, and that uh, her real name is a different name. And when you look at her IMDb, she's like you. She's produced and casted, and she's done all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, how come you don't, like, hit me in the head and say, like, I'm not Jan Birch's wife. I'm, like, my own thing. And a lot of that – and bringing that up because besides being gorgeous, I always knew you were a manager, um, and I always knew you were a genius because I've had lots of phone calls. We said that. We established Would you please that. let me talk? No, you have no, no I'm point. Not. What's no, the point? But I You're didn't not connecting know. it I to did, what you I said. Am I, I, I allowed please you let to, me talk. I allowed you to – Ron, sp- stop. Stop, Jimmy. I, allow, right. I allowed you to <laughs> speak. Stop. Now, no. 
really stop you gotta let me talk we do this uh, every week i know they we do it all the time they love when we fight but i did they write in i love when you and jimmy fight because it's like their marriage they but, uh, fighting. <laughs> but you you have done so many wonderful things and that um i think everybody needs to know because you're like a fucking hollywood powerhouse you're like a female Hollywood business powerhouse. I actually wrote a couple things that you've done uh, down that you've movies that, that you have worked on because we've had a bunch of the people in them on our show. You did a film called Limelight in 2017, and obviously Sean Kanan is in it. But we've had Keith Coogan on our show, Eddie Steeples on our show, Rachel True on our show. Um, and, I, and I actually uh, heard that that was actually really good. It got good reviews. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, Limelight, I was a producer on, and um, it was it was it was another one of those little movies that could. It was about a guy that the lead actor. Did you actually actually see the movie? I haven't. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look see for that? it now. You're talking. You're not supposed to talk. No, she asked a question. Well, <laughs> go. Keep going. Fantastic <laughs> in it, and he was starring opposite uh, Paul Vandervoort, and he's the guy on the poster with the ripped up abs. Yeah. And he is shirtless in a lot of it, so. Turn that off. Listen up. Michelle is a producer. Why do you think Sean Kanan gets in all her movies? He sleeps with the producer. <laughs> He's got to get again somehow. <laughs> so hold on, no, because you did it. He, he screws his way into Hollywood by banging the producer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got to. Wait, wait a minute. Where is Sean? Is he there? Can he. Can Sean come on the camera and show us his gorgeous face? Is he? Um, I think he's hiding out somewhere. I don't know. Sean, get your ass in no, front of the on, camera. Hold on. So then you did another one called My Trip Back to the Dark Side. And we had Betsy Russell on our show, Courtney Gaines on our show, Sean on our show. And I'm doing a movie with Ron Masick right now uh, on our show. And he was. Oh, and my movie just came out yesterday. It's called Clown Fear. Get it, folks. We got, we got such a review of our. Five star review. Four, 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 star. four star review on that piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at the top shelf of Walmart right now. You right guys. now. I'm in Walmart. Big deal, Walmart. <laughs> I'd rather be in Tiffany, but Walmart, you know. So anyway. Okay, so you've done all these no, fabulous seriously, things. where is Sean? Tell him to come on camera. No, this is her interview. No, yeah, but a little bit from him so the the women can, you know, plug no, in. No, this is this is all about Michelle. Michelle okay. on her own in her own in her own professional right that she has arrived and she's a fabulous woman. So you've done so <laughs> many so wonderful cute. things. Like, so what are some of your like bucket list things? Like, okay. Cause you've already done so many things that I had no idea. Like, what is it that you would really like to do that you haven't done yet? So, um, well, I'm on my way to doing it. Um, I want to be in syndication. Yes. That's the goal with studio city. Um, I have, you will be, you will be that I read. Um, I would love to get those off the ground. I have one called Pretty Little Gun, and it's dark. It's really dark. It's a commentary on, on gun control and kind of where uh, the world is going. Um, it's, of course, since I'm Italian, it's a mob story. Right. But oh, oh, that's all not true. There's no such thing as a mafia. You know that. <laughs> It's all fiction. It's all a oh, fiction. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'd love to get um, that off the ground. Um, in that one, by the way, if anyone's listening, I can hire everybody I know for that one. <laughs> it's a 
But that's what's beautiful about Studio City is that all the soap freaks, all the people that love the soaps over the years can see their favorite actors in one series. And a cast like that, no no one has on TV or ever will. I mean, it's a phenomenal cast, one after another, another important actor, another important actor. I mean, I love the airline stewardess. What's her name? Oh, uh, she's not in it. Oh, she's not. She's going to be in it for sure. I love her. The one that's an airline stewardess. She's a number one 40, oh, 40 year actress wow. on now soaps. I, just because he said Kate, that now, Kate, I see Kate, Kate Linder. Kate. Oh my gosh, I love Kate. I love Kate too. She's a sweetie pie. She, it's know, so funny. We see her everywhere lately. And her husband's name was Ron, and my husband, my name is Ron. And one day I said to her at Sean's book signing, I said, "You know what, Kate? You're still a piece of ass." And she started to tear up. And she looked at me. She said, your name is Ron. My husband's name was Ron. And guess what? That's what my husband always said to me, that I was a piece of ass. She said, now you made me feel so happy. So I'm calling a woman a piece of ass today. Ain't so bad. (laughs) She's a very sexy, beautiful woman. I mean, if I was straight and single, I would go out with her. She's going to ask you a question. What, honey? Did you know she has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? No, yes, I, I, I did. I, I saw it. Recently. I didn't know. Well, she's a fabulous soaper, I understand. And of course, you know, my delicious Juju, who I love to pieces. You Ron know. loves all. Whoa. Oh, she's she's like my baby. Like you, the way I love you, I love Teresa Rogers and I love Juju the same. The rest are okay. But <laughs> no, I, I have faith. We all have favorites. But. Uh, <laughs> Judith, I'm talking about Judith um, Chapman. Chapman, I'm talking about. Yeah. She's a soap opera star forever. And I bet Judith Chapman's coming on at one point. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. No, I'm sure. So wait, what is the fans as as a let's let's help you with this because we got a lot of people that are going to listen to this show and I'm sure it's going to make the top hundred podcast again. So what does everybody need to do to get you in syndication? Oh wait, one interruption. She, Sean, uh, uh, my God. Let her go with my Wait, questions. Wait, Juju owes you because Sean did a thing for her play. I was there. <laughs> Remember, we all did. So now I'm going Juju's coming Sunday, by the way, so you'll see her. I love her. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to tell her, you owe them an, an, an appearance, even if it's just a guest shot. <laughs> But you owe them an appearance. Well, it's how it works in this business, right? One hand washes the other. Exactly. And we've worked together a couple times. He, you know, I, you know, at this point, what I, what I really need is I need everybody to go to Amazon and watch and leave a comment or um, leave a review, something like that. That will get us syndication. How do you leave a review on a, I, I know how to do it on books, but is it the same for movies Yes. or it's, TV series? It's the same thing. When you go into your Amazon, it, you, um, if you do a review on it, you can do you can rate it and you can uh, put a review. That will get us the most attention and will get us uh, season two. All right, well, everybody, everybody you, out there is going to do it. Hey, everybody, did you hear that? Go to, to Amazon Prime, watch Studio City, leave a review, make sure you give it five stars because everything it has to be five stars. It's totally like amazing anyway, so you're going to like love it. And we want them to get in syndication. And, and it'd be great if you guys were like on True TV with Shit's Creek. <laughs> and, and, and let me make let me make a point to our listening yeah. let me make a point to our listening audience. If you do not do this, Studio City may not be renewed. 
And guess what? You're only fucking yourself because you're losing out on a fabulous show that you will enjoy. So if you want to have pleasure and watch a fabulous show with the sexiest guy on TV, I'm just saying that I'm the sexiest, but I have to say it about Sean. (laughs) You know, what am I going to tell you? I was here first, Sean. Sorry. But anyway, if you want to see a great show, well-written, beautifully produced, and what I am a buff about, as you all know, is photography. I despise a poorly shot movie. This film is fabulous. The lighting, the the editing is brilliant. It's soft. It's easy editing. There's no chopping. The storyline is wonderful. It's juicy. It's sassy. It's very intriguing. And I would definitely suggest that you do as Michelle and Jimmy said. Yeah. Make this make this show possible because it's a reward for you, you dumbbells. So how about you then? Are you going to join the cast ever? I mean, who knows? Anything. Yeah, she is. She's going to be the girl I have an affair with and we're naked in bed and I'm making out with her. <laughs> and the camera comes in for a close-up of me tongue-kissing her. <laughs> me naked in bed. <laughs> you didn't get the, ca- the, ca- the camera coming in for a close-up of me tongue-kissing you. <laughs> I'm a dirty old man. Oh, what a pig. <laughs> no, God, she's my hilarious. friend. I would never do that. And no, Sean, no. Sean does karate, as I've seen. <laughs> As I've witnessed, and Sean would kick the shit out of me, which karate. Sean does everything. He's good. Is he good in bed? Oh, my God. I can't believe you just asked that. Well, I want it, every, all the women out there want to know. I mean, how would you rate him in bed, one to ten? Well, I'm still here, so. Oh, he's a ten. There you go. Because <laughs> that he's. Uh, what did she say? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my God. I, that made me dizzy. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I asked those questions. Our audience loves that. So now all the girls know. Now, girls, if your batteries... They're all freaking out in the chat. <laughs> if your batteries are low in the rabbit, change your batteries because the show is still going on. Wow. So we... Um, the other thing that I think is really fun is people are starting to start threads on my Twitter about the show, about where the stories can go. And it's so fun seeing people like think these people are, are real and turning them into people. It's like what? really they'll show. I even so I, have well I could, wait wait let her finish. I, I we have an over thing here with like a couple of minutes in delay. I hate that. <laughs> anyway, I could see where uh, Tristan's character is going. Yeah. Uh, rumor had it that Tristan could get an Emmy for his performance, folks. That's how good this show is. Uh I think that Sean Kanan could get an Emmy also because he's playing um, a fabulous character. I I can't give it away, but let's put it this way. His boss yells at him and said, let's face it. You are too old to be an actor, to be an action hero. And Sean's face just collapses. And you want to smack that bitch in the mouth for saying that. (laughs) She's such a great actress. I love her. She's a fabulous gal in person. We chatted. We hugged. She's so sweet and so gentle. You know, people think I'm a mean fuck because that's how I portray all of I always play mafia or bad people. And, and on this show, I'm tough and rough because that's what it's supposed to be. But in my personal life, I'm the opposite. Yes. Of, you know, this is this is for the show's benefit, the way I fight with Jimmy and the things I say. So, you know, but Sean Kanan really is a fuck even in person. 
and all the girls just melted. They say he could fuck me anytime. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, shut up, Jimmy. You wished it was you they were no. wanting to fuck. Who would ever want to fuck? Enough. He's not old enough for me. <laughs> You're lucky I go to bed with you. It's only because I'm 80. <laughs> yeah. If I were 40, I wouldn't. <laughs> so I have this funny story from the screening. Um, I was sitting across from um, Aaron Soto's boyfriend, um, whose name is Jimmy. Uh, amazingly, and so we were looking, and during this that the scene where Aaron and Sean kiss, I'm looking over at Jimmy to kind of see his reaction because I know what my reaction is, and I wanted to see his, and he just kind of like did the same thing I do, kind of like, oh, is is that a fly over there? Yeah. <laughs> Does it bother you? So that everybody asked. So afterwards, I had I couldn't resist. I went up to him and I said, "Hey, I saw I was you know scoping you out during the kissing scenes." And he's like, "Oh yeah." Um, and I said, "Oh no no no, I do naughty things. Like I will turn the brightness down on Sean's phone, or <laughs> you know, you're such a witch. I or, love you. Or swap out a a, a nicotine patch for estrogen. <laughs> I love her. Nice things. Just, just she's, keep them on. She's a wicked Italian no, I lady. Think that, That's though, one thing about the Italian women. Don't fuck with them. They're sweet as pie, but they can be animals when they're angry. I bet you're a killer. No. I'm, I'm, Little you is not a killer. You don't attack Sean? Never. He, oh, you're he, lying. You never yell at him and scream at him like an Italian fishwife? He does. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so is it so? So because you, you have that problem a lot, though. You have that problem a lot, right? You have that problem a lot, though, because he probably kisses people in a lot of stuff, definitely in soap operas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, it really it's pretend and I get that. But like he did this movie called Sons of Italy and he did it way before we even met. And so he made this big deal. Oh, it came out on DVD. Let's watch it. So we invited friends over and we're watching this video and he's like romancing this chick. And like trying to get her to win her over to be his girlfriend. And like he he gets in trouble and like he has to go through all this stuff just to be with her. And I like turned over to him and like slapped him. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, why would you do that? You're fighting for this. <laughs> See, you are. You are. Uh, I do that. I do that with Jimmy. Like, I, I, I call Jimmy's ex-partner. Uh, an old bag, ugly, ugly old man, horrible, disgusting. When Jimmy even slightly mentions his name, I get crazy. Now, my darling, I know you're not going to answer my question, but I want the audience out there to say, oh, why not? Tell us briefly how you met Sean. I know the story, but give us the brief. Give us the short end of it. Um, the clean one or like the one that we, we that the, the public one? The public one. No, the one you told me was really good. I don't know that you want to do that, you know. But anyway, just give us an idea of how you met Sean. You didn't meet at a church dance, that's for sure. Definitely not a church dance. Um, we actually, um, my friend uh, met this guy and said, hey, you know, I'm dating this actor. I, you know, would like you to meet him and kind of see if you'd like to work with him. So um, I had a horrible personal day and I called her and said, hey, you know what? I'm having a personal day. Come meet me. And she said, you know what? I'm on a date right now. And I said, well, get rid of them or bring them. I don't care. It's terrible. 
So she comes over and brings them, and um, her date was Sean. So um, <laughs> and later, we're still together, still friends with the girl. Um, it was, uh, but you know, in that moment, like years later, Sean had said, you know, the minute I saw you, I knew we were going to be together. And I thought, wow, in that moment, I thought the exact same thing. And it was just, boy, crazy. you, you cleaned that story up. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke. That's an entirely different story than you told me. But anyway, yeah. it's nobody's business out there. This is personal and private. Well, the yes. fact that he, the uh, fact that he found her to be the sexiest thing in the world and couldn't wait to jump her and that she wouldn't allow him to jump her. And that's why he married well, her. So he could jump her. Appropriate. Michelle's a good Italian girl. Yeah, she that's not all appropriate. <laughs> She don't put out. Michelle doesn't put out. She's a smart Italian girl. She was raised right. And Sean loves that. And he respected the fact that she was a good girl, not a, a sleazy <laughs> slut that wanted to be in Hollywood like the I rest of them. Ben, he married me and I had four teenagers. That's right. Right. How many kids now together? You have five and two at Sean's and yours. To, you have no, children. Four. Sean. Four of hers and, and one is his. And only one child. Which child is yours and Sean's? No, no, no. We don't have any together. Why not? Why didn't you have another one? Like, <laughs> you could have had a baseball team. They are populating the planet. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, at this point, we're going to get a ticket for littering. <laughs> Everyone out there, isn't she adorable? In person, she's the sweetest thing. My daughter Leslie was enchanted by her. Leslie said to me, Daddy, I see why you love her. She is so sweet. She is so li like a little voice with a little girl thinking, and she's adorable. Meanwhile, she's a giant in her brain as a producer. So listen though to you guys, if you, want, if you want to contribute to possible storylines to studio city, you got to follow Michelle on Twitter Her Twitter is at Michelle Kanan and Michelle is only one L. So it's M I C H E L E K A N A N. Follow her on Twitter. I just followed you today. So you got to follow me back and then I'll retweet all your stuff. Um, <coughs> and uh, everybody definitely, you have to guys have to have to have to go stream Studio City on Amazon Prime. You're really going to like it. Uh, even if you're not a fav favorite of soap operas, it's, it's a not drama. a soap Hold it, hold it, hold it's a it. Drama. Hold it. It's really not a soap opera. I don't like soap operas. I met Tristan Rogers in a restaurant for dinner. I had no idea who he was. And I told him <laughs> that. And I found out that he was a number one soap opera star. I don't like yeah. soap operas. I used to date a guy, Casey Michaels, when I was... 18 and he was 36 and he was on as the stomach turns on one of those shows and i always thought soap operas were corny horribly written and terribly acted this is not a soap opera this is a yenta session for those of you who don't know what yenta is yenta's gossipy it's dishy it's it's want to tell your friends about it like oh guess what happened to sean kanan's character or guess what happened to that bitchy boss it's absolutely intriguing I'm hooked on it. I cannot wait for next season, even if I'm not in it. I don't give a shit. Just to see what I do give a shit. Just to see what goes on. <laughs> well, and I could play the father really good. Cause totally. I, I, I don't know if he wants to be Jewish or Italian, but I could do both. <laughs> well, yeah. and the other thing that, that's really different about it is from when I say it's 60 minutes, everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, it's an hour. No, no, no. From Episode one to episode six, it's 60 minutes. It's 10 minute bites. So if you want to binge it and you're sitting at a stoplight or you're getting your tires changed or you're at DMV, you can watch the entire thing in one sitting. 
I, I suggest that you binge it because I couldn't take the 10. We first looked at it when it came out in the 10 minute section. And I said to Jimmy, this sucks. I want to know what happened. Now I got to wait, you know, and I got really frustrated with it. But going to the premiere night, they ran the entire show and I thought it was a movie. It was like a fucking movie. And I yeah. loved it. Because you know what? It told me all the things that I wanted to know. The characters are deep. Michelle writes really well. She She's Italian. We have soul. We have spirit. We have love. We have fury. We have all the emotions. And each character is not the same. They're not paper doll cutouts. They're people. Tristan, I've never seen Tristan. I mean, I know Tristan well. I think Sunday he may be coming because his wife is in Mexico. He's all home alone, and I'm going to make linguine for him, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I make – I plus another pasta. He loves linguine and clam sauce. Tristan portrays a character that everybody's freaking out from. It is a deep character. He is without makeup. He's without good lighting. He's showing his age, and he's – a real actor in the in the honor of Anna Magnani or Sophia Loren, the yeah. Italian actors who do not give a shit about being pretty boys like yeah. me. Like me. When I'm on camera, you know, I want to <laughs> No one's prettier than you, Ron. Oh, yeah, of course not. Of course not, darling. Not even Sean. By the way, when you see Sean, give him a big wet kiss on the lips from me. Ooh. Anyway, no, seriously. Um, each character is an individual character. She wrote each character individually. They are stereotypical characters. The bitch boss, everyone has had one, no matter where you've worked. Everyone has had an evil witch that was a mean, rotten boss that said terrible things. She's my favorite character next to Sean. (laughs) Well, no, I love my favorite scene of most of the scenes are when Sean confronts her. I'm not going to say with what. And she... Wow, boy, does she turn character? Does she turn coat? Wait, we left a couple people out, though. We should mention uh, um, yeah. Scott Turner Showfield. Right. Yep. Um, who we, I met him at the uh, Steve Chase Awards in Palm Springs. And we, he was just so nice and sweet, and we just stayed in touch. And, you know, you meet so many people at these events and you're like, yeah, let's work together. And we've stayed in touch. And when uh, I called him and was like, hey, how would you feel about this? He jumped in with both feet and was like, I'm there and rearranged his life to be part of this. And it was just once we got him on set and got our evil little fingers on him, we were able to really. I and mean, he was he was his his job on the set was going to be um, the actor that was kind of the device to get um, the main character, Sam, to sign his new contract. So he really was a device. He really wasn't going to have a storyline. He was just there to kind of needle. And the story developed into that amazing episode five of him, um, you know, his speech and amazing. amazing just it was it, we, there was not a dry eye in the house. And. Um, all of the transgender actors that he brought on. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. I adore, love, befriended him. He is absolutely 
one of the nicest human beings that walks the first of this earth. He is handsome, and I told him, I said, if you were a guy, I'd be hitting on you right he and left. He's a guy. Well, he's not totally a guy. Well, he's a guy, though. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean a guy with nine or oh, ten inches. Know. You know. No, don't be a pig. <laughs> don't, do that. don't do that. I'm only kidding. He I, is wonderful. He he is he is a transsexual, and his, and his folks. Transgender. He, tra- trans- oh, transgender, transgender, not sexual. He uh, was. He, wait, let her say. The person, like. She is so lovely and just amazing, supportive, like really, really what I can't, this is the first time I met her Tuesday and I can't wait to get to know her. She's a great singer too. She's a really good singer. I looked her up. No, not his wife. Oh, his wife you're talking yes, about. Yes, his wife. Is, I, I she think was I'm fabulous. losing my mind a little bit. So you this also, fucking Geico thing has me going. So wait, wait you also have, who's the, who plays Sean's sister? No, wait a minute. Let me go back oh. to him. Everyone out there. Please do me a favor and yourself a favor. Just watch this show for this guy sitting in group therapy explaining to you what it was like being a woman trapped in a man. uh, No, a man trapped in a woman's body. It's amazing. He was brilliant. He was. Yeah, Sean's home. I heard him. (laughs) I heard him farting or burping, whatever he said. (laughs) Look, she's talking. Is, is, is he going to grace us? Oh, with no, his no, wait, wait, wait. No, go back. No, let's keep going because I want to give the whole cat. Let everybody. We want anyway. Sure we his mention. portrayal and telling you what it's like <sighs> makes you cry. He <laughs> is the most wonderful human being. I love him to pieces. Oh, I want to be his friend. I want him to come to the house. Maybe we can get it. Where does he live? Um, I think somewhere in LA. I but... would love to invite him to our pasta Sundays. He, he, he would enjoy it. So, so hold on. I want to give everybody, though, I want to give everybody in the cast a quick shout-out so we get to mention everybody. So Sarah Brown plays Sean's sister, right? Yes. And originally, she was going to play his love interest. And oh, okay. It was going to be, because we tried to get some triangles going on, because, you know, that's soaps. But um, it was going to be, uh, she was going to be his love interest, and Tristan was going to be her dad, and or, well, actually, wasn't, yeah, it was going to be her dad, and he was going to own the bar, and it was just going to be random. And then when, we, when you know, we made the decision to make Patrika married to him and Lori his sister, it just kind of pulled the whole thing together. It did the right thing, because the girl that plays, the girl that came out of the bedroom, the one that kissed the boy, I don't want to give this plot away, little right. trampy bitch that she is. Right. A little two-faced little snatch. Oh boy, does she wor- she works Sean over. You're all gonna hate this little tomato. Is that Melissa? Anyway, she's got the body of death. She's in panties <laughs> and a bra, so all you horny guys can go and watch and get off from looking at this gorgeous, sexy, half naked bitch. So hold on, we also have Philip Bruin who plays the the uh, I guess the nemesis, Sean's nemesis, who gets brought on the soap opera, the young, good looking guy. Right. Um, and then we Who's have shirtless and sexy. So all you gay guys out there, you know, you'll be enjoying. And then we have Michael James Lazar and he plays Sean's agent or manager. One of the two agent or manager. Both. Yeah. Manager. And then we have, uh, who did we miss out? Aaron Michelle Soto is, is yeah. in the soap opera is Sean's like uh, love interest. Who she um, cheats? She cheats on him. You guys are gonna love it when you see that. What a bitch! Ooh, and then wrote, we have really wrote a nasty character there. Honey. And then we have Juliet Vega, who is your daughter. Yes. And 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 Juliet, she actually had to read against her twin to get the part. Oh shit! That's evil. <laughs> How I, did you come? I, I, to, 
how did you come to selecting her? Well, she was available. And <laughs> no. the, the twin wasn't. Let's leave it there. <laughs> yeah, so um, her twin, Anne Sophie, is a singer. And she read the pilot. And we did a table read. And she read with Carolyn Hennessy back and, and Patrika back when it was a comedy. And she had the part. And it was hers to lose. And then Juliet came along. And she said she wanted to read. And, you know, she... And the thing is, is that I... In order to to make this a true project, that it wasn't just, hey, I'm going to stick my kid and my husband in it, I actually made her go read without me there, without even saying, hey, this is my daughter. I just sent her and said, okay, go read for the director and go read for Sean. Well, he knew she was my daughter. And they made the decision. Like, oh, right, cool. Wasn't, yeah. And I didn't want to push it. And, you know... Sean, I told him, look, don't do this for me. If you say no, I'm not going to be mad. Um, but I want you, you know, going forward, this is a, prof a professional production. And I, if you think you can do it, great. If not, great. But like, at least she's here. Let's rule her out. And so she went, she read and they came back and they were like, she got the job. And awesome. That was, Yeah. And then they gave her the script, uh, like, pulling up to set <laughs> and so she had to learn it right then and there and for I these, would have died <laughs> I would have dropped dead to do that but this was for her she had a lot to learn and she had to do it on the fly and uh, I was really impressed that she was able to keep up with them because they're all pros I also Absolutely. think we want to give a shout out so, to, to the wait director. a second I just want to say to our listeners and viewers did we wet your lips do you want more do you see how juicy and conniving and shady and sad and happy and beautiful Studio City is? And, you know, Ron Russell blows smoke up no one's ass, I'm proud to say. If I don't like you, I don't say anything. I just don't say anything. And if I love you like this broad, I say it. No, so, Michelle, you know, I loved you way before, way before any bullshit. I mean, you you and I bonded instantly. Yes. I had a dinner party, folks, and I was running late because I had been drinking quite a few martinis and I was lost in my kitchen. And Sean says to me, don't worry about it, Ron. I loved cooking the kitchen. Sean came in and made the most delicious With salad. Michelle. Wait a minute. Shut the fuck up. You're, <laughs> jumping, you're stepping on my lines, Mary. <clears throat> oh, my God. What did I marry? Anyway. Sean came in, made the most delicious salad with a gorgeous dressing, and Michelle came in and was in the oven and lifting and putting out. They work like people, like friends, like in old, like in Bro like in Brooklyn. Huh? What'd yes. You, what'd you make? Some lemon mousse I made you. She made lemon right. mousse. Right, but didn't you do something with the pasta with me? Yes, that I remember that too. <laughs> you know, I was quite loaded, folks, so I don't really remember. So hold but on, because we got to go. Well, I, I, I don't want to go yet. I know we have to. I don't want to go yet. The, 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 those are the kind of friends you want. You know, a lot of celebrities, which I have had great friends like Jane Russell, Tab Hunter, and the list goes on. They came to my home for dinner, but they never got off their asses. They sat there like royalty. Ah. And it's so nice to have Michelle and Sean 
as real people. So, folks out there, this is not Hollywood. They are not Hollywood. Sean is a regular Joe. He's a down-to-earth guy. If you meet him, talk to him. He's not a snob. He doesn't think his shit don't smell. He doesn't think he's the most gorgeous man in the world because he knows I am. So, I mean, you know, and Michelle is absolutely what you see right now. This is no bullshit. She's not acting. She's somebody that everybody wants to be friends with. But no one is. No one's as lucky as I am. So hold on, though. I want to give a shout out. So for you guys, Studio City is directed by Timothy Woodward Jr., who's one of the best independent film producers in Hollywood and directors in Hollywood. He's phenomenal. He's got a, a super great resume. So we want to give him a shout out. Again, we want everybody to follow Michelle Kanan on uh, social media and Twitter at Michelle Kanan. Uh, contribute to the, to the conversations on Studio City and make sure you go to Studio City on Amazon Prime. Stream the whole thing. It's six episodes. It's one hour. It'll make your life happy. It's fabulous. Now I got to do my plug. I'm, they, it's expected. Go to Walmart, folks, and get Clown Fear. It's oh. the movie I'm in. I play <laughs> Minister Mc, I play Minister McFadden, who is really not a minister. I just do this in Las Vegas to get people married to get their money. And then I send them down clown a uh, circus road where the clowns get them. There you go. You gotta love it. All right, Woo! so Michelle. Michelle, we love you. We'll Imagine see you me, Sunday. Me, me playing a man of God. Is that a stretch? <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. Everybody, Studio City, go I see love it. You. Bye. Thank you. See you Sunday, 3 o'clock. All right. Bye, you guys. <laughs> three, 3 o'clock Sunday. Bye. Bye, honey bunch. Love you so much. Love you. Everyone out there, truly, I'm, everything I said is true. I'm not making believe. Uh, I'm so happy to have Sean and Michelle as dear friends. Because they're very dear people. Whose kitchen is that? I don't know. Maybe that's Sean's. Okay. <laughs> oh, Sean, you got a nice kitchen. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick music break, you guys, and then we're going to come back and talk a minute and call our next guest. Uh, because we're not doing live video. We're okay. Just relax. Uh, so everybody, uh, since we were like do talking and doing all our Geico stuff, I thought what we would do is to play a fire, fired up song for everybody. Um, as you guys know, Clown Motel 2 is going to be going into production soon, so we thought we would play the song Clown Motel by the band Deviant, and uh, that gets fired that up for everybody to go after Geico. You Don't forgot forget. to say I'm in Clown Motel 2. We're shooting in April, and I play General Milan, and I am out to rescue the sergeant's wife who has been kidnapped by killer clowns so you guys the it's name a of, comedy the, so the name of the fun. band is deviant the name of the song is clown motel rebel you got it whenever you're ready let's play it everybody this is clown motel Playing the thirst to bring you pain is insane. It's death that they serve. 
in the clown motel. Yes, sir. Back in the 1930s, this place was found. It was a gold mine paradise built solely for clowns. A safe place, get away, full of joy all around until they burn it down to the ground. Now the smiling faces are upside down. All frowns from the clowns and now haunt these grounds. In the flames, they drown, but some way, somehow, they aim to stay. So it's souls they round. See, when the life is taken, that soul is shaken and a smile awakens to live once more. Golden age of cranking, psyching, wait to leave your slice like cake all on the floor. There's no escaping this unfortunate fate if you find yourself facing those craving gore. And this ain't the place for no ghost hunt tape. And just stay away and believe local lore. You better stay away, this place is cursed. Disobey and you'll be buried away in the dirt. Envision your darkest nightmares. This is worse than the clown. Motel. Yes, sir. You better stay away, this place is cursed. Hear what I'm saying, we ain't playing the thirst. To bring you pain is insane, it's death that they serve at the clown motel. Yes, sir. Keep the people alive, those who come here must die. It's a carnival freak show when no games arrive. No one survives, you can hide in the mines, but in time they will find you. They're inside of your mind. See, your homegirls were right, but you just wanted to drive. Should have just booked a flight, would have saved you some time, would have spared you your life. Now, Hammy's got you in sight, and you frantic as you panic and try to make it through the night. They always wanted to stay hidden, minded their own business, mind digging, grind, written just to make their own space. And people wanted their riches, risking lives just to get it. And their crimes caused a fire that retired their chase. Caesar spirits with a vengeance, here to deliver a penance, serving an eternal sentence to the human race. Doesn't matter if you did it, you're descendants of the men and women who committed to ending the painted face. You better stay away, this place is cursed. Disobey, and you'll be buried away in the dirt. Envision your darkest nightmares, this is worse since the clown motel. Yes, sir. You better stay away, this place is cursed. Hear what I'm saying, we ain't playing the thirst. To bring you pain is insane, it's death that they serve at the clown motel. Yes, sir. The clown motel will have you stricken with fear. It's best to steer clear because they don't welcome you here. I suggest you keep it in gear until it fades in the mirror, unless you're trying to have your face sliced from ear to ear. Ronnie and his peers been serving tears here for years. They'll skin you like a deer while they cheer, share and beers. And lyrics near and weird, but sincere beer and spears with the name to pierce brains without their pain nearly smeared. This ain't a place you wanna stay if you expect to see them more. I know it's dark, but don't you par stay in your car and embark. Come through the dark and get as far from this bizarre boulevard or disregard and get discarded, caught off guard by the scar. So if you're driving and you're tired, you better chug a Red Bull and keep your eyes on the prizes. Here's another level. Don't try to be a rebel or else you'll meet the devil. Just keep the pedal to the metal and everything'll be cool. Hey. You better stay away, this place is cursed. Disobey and you'll be buried away in the Envision your darkest nightmares This is worse since the clown motel Yes sir You better stay away This place is cursed Hear what I'm saying We ain't playing the thirst To bring you pain is insane It's death that they serve At the clown motel Yes sir Yeah everybody That's clown motel Clown motel 2 is coming out And let's Go after Geico, everybody. So now we have our next guest here, and we want to make sure we can hear. Wendy, say something. Hello, hello, hello. Yay! Okay. Going? Good. All right. Hold it still. You look gorgeous. We haven't seen you in oh such a long God. time. How are you? All right. Let's ah. introduce you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented, gorgeous superstar, Wendy Moten. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. How you guys Where doing? the fuck have you been <laughs> i miss I'm you busy, man. I'm it's busy. been it's i know i see on your facebook page and all the things you send that you're working your little to zeal good for you 
Folks, yes. everyone out there, this broad can sing like nobody. Literally, so, like nobody. Like nobody. No, w- Wendy Moten is probably one of my most favorite singers. And um, she sings uh, all kinds of songs, even songs from my day. And she does such a beautiful job with them. Anyway, Wendela, darling, what's going on? What's new? What's happening? You look fabulous, by the way. I like your hair. Oh, my gosh. This week, thank you. I'm trying to keep it together, you know. Uh, this weekend has been a really amazing one. You know, I, I performed at the Opry uh, Saturday night for my fifth time. Yay! And okay, right. And then I had a concert last night that features my uh, new type of country Americana record that Vince Gill produced on me, and I did that live. And it's just been a really big week. And I'm talking to you today. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's no big deal. But anyway, so who are you opening with or for? Because you always have celebrities that you sing with. Well, you know what? I've been touring with a bunch of artists. You know, it was Julio Iglesias' duet partner for over 15 years. I had to sing in a couple of languages and tour with him forever. And then that ended. And then the country world started to open up. So I started touring with Vince Gill, Tina um, McBride, and that. Focusing on my soul again, so that's where I am now, and I have this project called uh, "I've Got You Covered." I'm recording a traditional country songs Vince Gill produced, so that's where I'm in country world now. How amazing is that, though? First of all, Vince Gill, you say Vince Gill, like, oh, no big deal, like the biggest freaking country artist on the fucking planet. And then uh, the new album just came out, you guys, on February 12th, I think it's called "I've Got You Covered," and. In a few minutes, we're going to actually play the duet she does with Vince Gill because that was my favorite. I listened to all the songs, and that was my favorite one. It's called Faithless Love. So in a minute, we're going to let you introduce it and let Rebel play it. What you mean? Um, you're not going to sing like rhythm and blues Motown anymore? Oh. <laughs> oh, I am. As a matter of fact, I just finished working on like uh, I just was I was in L.A. for like two days to record a uh, an R.B. song that that I want to release and I'm just going to do all the music and I just hope all the dots just come back to me. They just all align from all genres. And next thing you know, they're just like, dang, she's over there. She's over there. She's over there. I'm all over. I'm Linda Ronstadt. I'm going to do it all. Good. But I love when you sing that smoky, sultry, sexy stuff. I I have your album, you know, I'm going to do jazz too. Your, your album's in my car. Um, I still play it. I so you guys, you guys should know, like Wendy Moten, uh, well, my favorite song was Coming In Out Of The Rain, Mine too. Uh, which is the, f- the most beautiful like ballad-like song ever. Uh, she's a superstar. Not only has she recorded duets with Vince Gill, but she's recorded with Buddy Guy, John Oates, Isaac Hayes, Kirk Wallum, Julio Iglesias, Larry Carlton, Pippo Bryson, probably my favorite, and Michael McDonald. He loves Michael McDonald. I love Michael. And my That's favorite, right, yeah. My favorite song of Wendy's is You're too wonderful, too wonderful for words. You're fabulous. She doesn't even remember she recorded it. Look at her. Blank face. You sent too it to me. I, I play that one the most. Yes. Too marvelous for words like glory. Marvelous. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Lauren Bacall did that in the Humphrey Bogart film, and she brought that song to light. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't, what's his name, the piano player write that, the famous, what the hell is his name? I forgot. Anyway. Cole Porter? No, 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 no. The, the, the guy that was in all the Humphrey Bogart movies. He's the one, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't. 
Anyway. I thought Richard Whiting wrote that song. Who? Richard Whiting. Maybe he did. Right, Whiting, Whiting. Yeah, Whiting. maybe he did. He wrote Gishit Lollipop. Oh. Classics like that. I love Gishit Lollipop. Right, but anyway, I'll just get her album to hear her sing. You're, what is the title that? You're Too Wonderful? For what? What, what is it? You, for, you, it's called Too Marvelous for Words is the song. Too Marvelous for Words. It's called Wendy Mowers. The project is called Wendy Moten Sings Richard Whiting, all of his songs. And, you know, people my age, we don't want to hear all that other shit, that jazzy crap, that rapping stuff. Ugh. We want to hear nice, mellow. Well, you know what? We get mellow when we get old, and we want to just sit back, have a cocktail, and listen to some smooth voice and some smooth music. And, honey, That's you're the queen. That's what I want to do, too. You're the I, queen I of smooth. You're the queen there. of smooth. Maybe you can help me get booked up. Maybe you can help me get some bookings there. When in here, no, I sing in R and B yeah. music. Yeah, oh, R and B or standards. Or standards. Standards. Just give Jimmy your info, what you what you need and what you want. He'll we'll, call. He'll call. And we'll... I will call. There's we have a nightclub here called the Purple Room. Laney Kazan plays there. Everybody big plays there. And it's an I old fashioned night. There. It's an old fashioned nightclub, and it's very chic. And everybody dresses that goes there. It's got tablecloths and napkins that are fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. I need to well, know that we experience. Have, well, we, we have those to types of songs. Well, right now we're busy booking CC Peniston there. So you know CC Peniston? Yes. She uh, she knows you. She told she me to tell you hi. I'm know. a I'm a publicist. I'm a publicist now, and CC Peniston is my client. It was one of my clients. And PM she's Dawn, my dearest best friend. Karen I love White. her. Uh, I got a bunch of really high profile it's great clients. She I told me to tell you, she told me to say hi to you. She told me to tell you hello. Please tell her hello for me too. I'm a super duper fan. I love what she does. And you got like all the chick great chick singers on yes. you. Know, and why are I, you know, what I need to hire you too. You actually should, like, cause we're we're really we're, we're, we're we got name. I have a partner, Eileen Shapiro, and we got named best music publicist in the U.S. and and we're real affordable. I'm not making <laughs> this up. I'm serious. No, I'm I am serious. too. I'll send you well, information you know, for you to look at. I, I've come to the conclusion: PR is the answer. Last right. last year, I was just a talk show host on our show. Jimmy sent some PR out. I just finished three movies, and I have seven more to do. That's what I'm saying. I know. I can recognize People, that. They have to know what you're doing. Yes. I never advertised that I was an actor and I'd made films years ago, major films and motion okay. pictures. And Jimmy put it out there. So, yeah, anyway, getting back to Cece, I love and adore her. She's a very dear friend of mine. And uh, whenever we can, we try to see her. She's a sweet girl, don't you think? She's got a good I heart. Think- Yes, she's I so that. nice. Yes. She's such a yes. nice girl. I love. She's her. like you. She's like you. When you know, I never, <laughs> I, for, I never forgot you. Yeah. I kept, I kept writing every now and then. Wendy's coming on our show soon. Wendy's coming on our show soon. I kept saying it. We were waiting for the the opening to book you. So I have two questions. Yeah. First question: I never knew. I read this on in the, I guess on the on a bio or something that you had once you opened up for Michael Bolton. I love Michael Bolton. I think Michael Bolton's like one of my all time favorite like singers. So was Michael Bolton nice or was he not nice? Hey man, you know, it, he was sweet once we got to meet. Like for the first two weeks or something, I didn't meet him at all. But I was getting, you know, some, you know, some standing ovations and things were happening and he was just like, Well, who is this chick exactly? 
And then he asked me to come to his dressing room and we talked for like 15 minutes. He was a gentleman, perfect gentleman. Oh, that makes me happy that he was like yeah. nice because I've always loved Michael Bolton. And then second question is, okay, so how did you, I, I get that, okay, you're touring with Vince Gill. Is that how the whole country Americana thing, you know, came out? It's like you just decided, oh, I'm working with Vince Gill and I can get him to produce it, which is like sickeningly awesome. Uh, uh, I'm going to do a country Americana album and you just came up with it or how did you do that? Well, you know, I had been touring with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill during their arena tours from 2005 into 2018. So I had already kind of ventured off into country music world. And then uh, Martina McBride, I went on tour with her from 2014 to 2016. And February uh, 12th, 2016 was my last show with Martina. And the 13th, I was going to be officially unemployed. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. But I ended up getting a call from Vince Gill. Say, hey, would you mind coming out on the road with me? I said, absolutely, because I was going to be broke. I didn't have a gig lined up. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, of course. You're To me, he's the emperor of country music. Absolutely. So I agree me. with you 100%. So, you know, so I was just like, okay, how do I keep the gig? So I did my research, like I always do for every gig. And I studied the traditional, you know, women country singers who sing traditional country songs from the 60s and 70s. And then I recognized their technique. Their technique is, you know, you keep everything small and you keep it, you know, sad, like you're about to burst into tears at any moment. I said, if I use that technique with Vince songs, I'll sound just like his records and I'll have a gig. And that's what I did. And he said, you know what? You did your homework because I wanted him to be able to sing whatever he wanted to. I didn't want him to have to be pop or, you know, he could do whatever he wanted to. And so with that and that consistency, he said, hey, you need to be heard and I want to produce you. Now, you awesome. That is now, such an now, honor. You, so awesome. Now, you don't do shit kicking what a country do you that real nasal twang stuff i hate it uh no no i only do you know just the classics without the nasally thing but you know uh, i just want to i just I the greatest make songs. real real hillbilly I'm, I'm not a fan of country so i'm not going to buy your album but i'm going to definitely no i'm gonna, i'm going to definitely buy anything you do but check I, it first out. Of all, I, I have everything you do anyway but no, I'm, it's not my thing. No, no you're gonna like well, it. Look, it's not. You know like, it's not like what you think. I, I, well, I'm open-minded. Well, I'm it's gonna like say it's not Wendy. It's not mellow, smooth, and and. Wait till you hear this love song duet she does with with yeah, Vince. Yeah, so. are, are you gonna play yeah, it yeah, we're now? Gonna play it now. Can we hear it? Uh, Rebel, can you make Rebel, it so we hear it? it? Put the audio out. <laughs> so, so Rebel, we want to play it. Rebel, I we hope wanna, so because I on, love you. On. Rebel, we want to play Faithless Love. Let me let uh, let me let um, Wendy introduce it. You introduce the song, and hopefully by then Rebel will have it all ready to go. All right. Well, this is one of the songs, not as country as you know Ron hates, but I think he'll love this one. It's a a Linda Ronstadt song, uh, written by J D. Souther, and it was a classic hit. Actually, Vince Gill, I recorded the song. And a couple of days later, Vince Gill decided to make it a duet. He was like, by the way, I made this a duet. But I'm so glad he did because he's so great at what he does. And this is called Faithless Love. Let's go. Faithless love Like a river flows Raindrops fall on a broken rose Down in some valley Where nobody goes And the night blows in Like a cold dark wind 
I think that's it. <laughs> First, let, me make, let me make my statement. Wendy, yes. darling, your ass is Western. That is not Western. <laughs> that is beautiful. That's that, In my day, that was called a song. Thank you. Okay? Ballad, like, like Johnny Mantis would sing it or Peggy Lee. Would, it's called singing. Yes. To me, to me, Western is, when I'm away now, it's out in the morning, in the morning. Yeah, he doesn't like that. That kind of crap. <laughs> okay, I get it. I got one that's really like that. It's called Each Season. I love it. But you will love my version of it. I love what you did now. First of all, no smoke up your butt and no bullshit. I love your voice and you know that. You've got a voice that doesn't quit. And... It's a beautiful song. It's very moving, and your voice just rolls with it. And what more can I say that people out there know? They're not stupid. They know shit from Shinola. And anyone that hears Wendy singing knows she can sing. She doesn't go through a million machines to get better. Wendy could sing at your wedding with an open, clean mic and sound just like she did now. So, my dearest one, I'm glad that the Western is not that hideous Western, that stupid cowboy shit. Gene Autry or Roy Rogers. It's beautiful. Yeah. I want to say real quick. The name of the album, you guys. I'm I'm going to play it. Wait, wait. The name of the album. Hang on. I got a a bunch of people coming here Sunday. So we'll all listen to the album Sunday. Hang on, you guys. The name of the album is called I've Got You Covered. 
And uh, you can get it on iTunes or all the digital download sites. And you guys should all follow Wendy Moten on Twitter. She's at Wendy Moten, and her website is wendymoten.com. And Moten is M-O-T-E-N, so it's W-E-N-D-Y-M-O-T-E-N. Get it. I've got you covered. And that song that we just played was called Faithless Love. And if you're in a romance and you want to have cocktails and candlelight and you want to play some music to put your partner in the mood, I would suggest you get Wendy Moten singing. What, yes. album, what would be the best album for them to get to hear that? A Romantic Evening. A Romantic Evening would probably be the Wendy Moten sings Richard Whiting. Okay, yeah, I, agree. I agree with fans. that. I agree with that. Yes, yeah. I absolutely agree with Wendy. That's the album you have to have. That's the album that's in my car, and that's the album that I still play. Uh, you know, I have like a million uh, people in my car. You know that. Yeah. And sometimes if we're on a, on a long ride, I select the people I really like the most. Of course, it starts with Johnny Mantis and 100,000 of his songs. That's right. Oh, I love Johnny Mantis to death. He's my most favorite singer in the world, even more than you. And I, I love know. you to I death. I believe it. Johnny, man, and I've met Johnny three times, and he's a most charming, shy, deliciously delightful, lovely man. And it shows in his music because when he sings, you know, goodness comes out. And you do the same thing because you're a sweetie pie too. Thank you. you. You know how to handle the words and the and the, the music, the lyrics and the, and the music. You don't beat them up. Yeah, no, I want to tell the story. I'm a storyteller. Yeah, but a lot of singers beat up those lyrics. I don't know why. You tell the story, but in a smooth way. And I love, I love your music. You know that. You, you. Would, you wouldn't be back here if you sucked. No, I know. You wouldn't have me <laughs> I mean, at all. You know me. No way. You know, how many people, you know how many people send me shit that they do? Singing and stuff? Yeah. Oh, you, some of them I should put, I should make a TV show about the world's worst singers. And <laughs> I, I could, I could, you could crack up from some of them. Yeah, though you have to let us know because you know we don't live in. We last time last time we talked to you and had you on the show, we were in Pennsylvania. We're in California now. We're in Palm Springs. Next time you go to L.A., if you're going to yeah. be there, you know, and you have a little bit of time, we'll drive into L.A. to see you. We'll go out okay. to eat, hang out, and if you I come to Palm Springs, that. you can come to our house because yeah. it'll be fun. Come to our house in Palm Springs. I'll make a beautiful Italian dinner for you. And I'm going to eat it because I want to be hungry because I don't know anything about food. Yeah, I know that, but you know, I I also have a policy in my house. You sing for your supper. Oh no! Oh God! <laughs> and I want to hear you're too beautiful. I'm gonna play some CDs. I'm gonna play the CDs. You can play everything, but you gotta sing I, too. Wait like, a minute! We had, I, we had I, dinner I, for Cece, and she sang finally for us. I, ha I have finally. Yeah. Wait a minute, but Wendy. I have a microphone, a piano, and equipment here. So all you have to do is either play the piano, plug in your CD, and sing along. <laughs> so my house is like a recording studio. Yes, well, I'll, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to happen this year sometime. And we'll I have a lot of fun. Well, Cece had a ball with us. We spent three days with her, yeah. like 24 hours a day, and I kept promoting her, and it was Gay Pride, and we went yeah. to the we went to the parade and I'm walking with her and we passed a, a DJ booth and I yelled up to the DJ spinner. The, they call them spinners anymore? No, DJ. What, what, oh, years ago we called them spinners. Anyway, I yelled up to the DJ operator and I said, this is CeCe Pennington, finally. And she went, oh my God. In two seconds, she had finally on. And, and, and CeCe was singing in two seconds, 3,000 queens, all the queens that came over. Millions That's of right. queens. Dancing and singing, finally, you know, and we had the best time with her. 
She's such oh a my, wonderful. She seems to be a really sweet person. This yes. beautiful from the inside out. Absolutely. The only thing I don't like is when she performed at, at Oscars, the stage was outside and the equipment was horrible. Oh. The lighting was bad and Cece was not at her best. And I was furious about that because uh -huh. I have seen her work you know, under the right conditions. That's okay. why I said to Cece, you've got to do Purple Room. And she said, well, get me in. And I will get you in. They well, get Cece in and then get me in after that because I want to play Purple Room, please. And thank you. You know what? They because rarely have black performers there. I don't know. Well, they need to have me. I'm as versatile well, as it comes. Have yeah, you heard so about fabulous. the Las Vegas problem? I we met, don't even know. If that's well, real. I want. I want to know if it is real. She would know. Yeah. I met a very big a, a booking agent. She's a black gal. She's uh -huh. a, a gay gal, but a sweetie pie. Uh -huh. And she has all the big... Oh, we were at NAMM. At NAMM. And she has okay. all the big, big famous black singers. Uh -huh. And she said, Ron, could you do a shout-out? And I did more than a shout-out. I did a speech. Okay. Las Vegas will not have a black singer sing unless it's a white orchestra. And she said that Las Vegas is trying to get black people off the strip. Get out of here. Yes, I and I that. and and I said, "What the fuck are we going back to 1960? I mean, what is going on here? I mean, the whole country is trying to do that. That's terrible. But, but what are you talking about? You know about this? No, I don't. I didn't hear about it. Why would the country suddenly their prejudice against talent? I don't give a shit what color you are, or what your sexuality you know, you is. You know, it's, it's the climate of the nation. Are you kidding me? I can't believe this. It's freaking terrible. I cannot well, believe. I didn't know about that. That's just hard. This is like weird. You know, I'm, we, I'm we, we haven't found a way to verify that, yo. But she's, I keep but she's asking. a performer there, and she I says. keep she asking all of my black friends that sing all over the world. But none I, of them go to Vegas. <laughs> so obviously, have you been booked in Vegas? I haven't. As a matter of fact, I'm just starting my solo career back over. So I haven't had any bookings yet. I, that's what I'm working on right now is getting the shows together and trying to find an agent and start that. Maybe the Purple Room could be my first place. Good. But, but if Vegas doesn't book you, then I would look into it because you're certainly bookable. Well, you know, I'm going to be, you know, that's definitely on my bucket list, Vegas. And, and to what capacity, I don't know yet. I got to do the research on that and see. So are you, wait a minute. You know what you do? Let's fuck them all. Here's what you do. To, Here's what do? you do. You go for an audition. You say, I'm not a black woman. I just stayed in the sun too long. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm Irish and white skinned underneath. Okay. And, then they'll hire, and then they'll hire you. <laughs> the son I'm of a bitch. Now, so wait, you believe that shit? I can't. I'm still in shock over I'm it. I'm not shocked. That's, that's like. And that's, the guy. And you would look, probably. Black people, not, we live with that every day on some level. Well, so do gay day. people. So do gay people. Yeah, exactly. So hello, so hello, hello. But you know. the guy that. She was with her. I fell in love with, and he was supposed to friend me and come on the show. He is the number one performer on Las Vegas in Las Vegas for years. I don't remember his name, but he's a good-looking black guy, cool, wild dresser. I mean, everything he had on, I would have bought. Yeah. Dynamite-looking dresser and a personality that doesn't quit. And he confirmed it. He said, I worked a strip for 15 years, and now I can't get back. I said, this is absolutely disgusting. What this, the fuck I wonder is what are they trying to do? Like, I don't know what they're trying to prove. I don't know. Maybe don't know they're trying means. to keep black people off the strip. How about that? That's just they want to keep okay. only white people on the strip. I mean, you know, it, exactly. only a guy, you know, a guy like you, another white guy, is the only one that can get the message out. And maybe they'll hear you. I maybe. did. Yeah, we talk about it. Yeah. 
You know, the white people say, well, black attracts black. And I say, yeah, hello, and so does white. Attract white. Give me the break. Chinese attracts Chinese. That's what it's all about. So maybe they don't want black performers because they don't want so many black people invading Las Vegas. And they're crazy because the dollar is green. That's who cares? Right. But they don't give a shit. And because, the talent. I mean, look at who you are. You're, well, you're, look, you're, look who they've got. That 100-year-old singer there. What's his name? The one that looks like a dyke. The guy. <laughs> What's his who name? He had the black hair with the... He looks like a woman. He sings. He's been on Las Vegas forever. Barry Manilow? No, famous. The other one. A little know. short, chubby guy. Paul Anka? Paul, no, not Paul. Paul's, oh, my what God. You very famous. I can't think of him. He looks like a lesbian. He doesn't look like uh, a man. Yeah. Uh, you're talking look- about a, uh, oh, Ryan. He looks I like a woman no. Woman uh, in drag. He's got jet black hair. He's, he's my age with dyed hair and dyed. It looks like. I know who you're talking about. He looks like a uh, Wayne Newton? Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. <laughs> I always thought she was. <laughs> like a dyke. No, I, I, always thought, I always thought she was a lesbian in drag. I always oh, did. Oh, my God. <laughs> he runs that town. He runs it, and like those people are still there. Like, who gives a shit about the guy with the lion? Wayne, that got Newton. Eaten? Wayne Newton likes to have men throw shoes at him while he masturbates. Who said that? I, I know someone who went with him. Who did that? That's, yeah, that, that, that's a rumor. No, you it's are, not a rumor. Uh, okay, yes, it's well, a rumor. I was told I by someone. Once. I met him once. I met him once. He was a gentleman. I'm sure he is because he's one of those southern queens. He's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh-huh. Paul Ank is not. Paul Ankes, yeah. I, I can't say who, but a very close person to me worked for him for one day. Yeah. And she said to him, fuck you. You're not in the mafia. You're not Frank Sinatra. So knock it off. And she left work because he was coming on like a, like a tough guy, like a, a mobster. He's from uh-huh. Canada. Canadian. What kind of mobster? A Canadian mobster. So hang on. When you go on tour, you're going to relaunch your solo career. You're going to play all your songs, or are you going on tour to promote the new album primarily? Or, or well, depends on I have. Is. I got a new idea. Right now, the the uh, the country record is. You know, I'm going to try to find fillers for that. But I'm trying to put together an Aretha Franklin show that I want to try to play some casinos and maybe get it on some pop symphonic circuit circuits, um, and. I'm working on that right now. I'm working on several things. The, the, the jazz standard thing, the Americana country thing, and Aretha Franklin show that I'm, I'm actually going to shoot a video for on Friday. Uh, oh, cool. Creating a well, better, better, better than you Aretha. Uh, I, I don't know your range, but could you sing Wendy Moten sings Patti LaBelle? Can you hit those highs? Those highs? I can hit highs, highs, but you know, me, you know, I love Patty LaBelle, but you know, Aretha is my style. Okay. Yeah, but I love Patty LaBelle better. <laughs> well, no, I get that, but I, I don't sing Patty LaBelle song. I would love to hear you sing on my own. I would scream. Uh, oh, you know what? I do sing it somewhere with a rainbow, her version of that. Yeah. Okay. Where over the rainbow. I love it when she does that. I do too. High. So I love I, Patty, I, Patty LaBelle. I yeah. almost she almost came to my house for dinner in Pennsylvania because we were friends with uh, Kim uh, Sledge, Kathy Sledge, Kathy Sledge. And yeah. they lived, they lived in, we lived in Doylestown. They lived in Newtown. And she yeah. and her, Kathy, Kathy Sledge of, of, of uh, what group was she again? Sister Sledge. Sister Sledge. <laughs> well, she was coming to my house for dinner and she said, uh-huh. would you mind if I brought 
<laughs> Patty LaBelle. <laughs> I almost shit myself. I, said, I know, right? What are you out of your fucking mind, Kathy? Do I mind if you bring LaBelle to my house? Just tell her to bring the peach cobbler cake with her. I know, right? Anyway, it turned out that we moved and we never got to do it. And I'm upset about it. But friends of mine have promised me when I'm back east, they're going to bring me to the main line, bang on yeah. Patty's door and say, yeah. this crazy guy loves you. And yeah. I do love Patty. Well, she's my. I do too. I, I mean, I she's a great. I Europe one place. I forgot where we were. I don't know if it was. She's a doll, right? Everybody we, says she's a yeah, doll. Yeah, I think it was Sweden. And we were in the same hotel and. We were just in a restaurant, and we talked about Memphis and shoes. She loved shoes. Mm-hmm. But sweet lady. She's every, so, everyone that knows her says she's so a, real quick, the nicest. Yeah. Real quick, I want to like I want to play a little bit of I want to play coming out of the rain real quick for everybody yes. so they can hear how how your range because that gives you more range. Uh, Rebel, yes. I hope you're listening. You can get that one ready because I'm going to let Wendy introduce Could you play it, my song, and then we're going to play it. No, because I didn't send it. This is all I sent. Oh, okay. Uh, so, out, out, of the, out of the rain is fabulous. Coming out of the rain. So you introduce it real quick, Wendy, and then we're going to let let uh, Rebel play it for everybody. All right. This was the song that really started my career off. It was during that Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey era. And if you sound anything like Whitney Houston, you could probably get a record deal. And I was fortunate enough to get a record deal signed to EMI Records. This song was written by Curtis Boone out of Detroit, Michigan. And it's my first single. And it's called Come In Out of the Rain. Fabulous song. The voice is incredible. <laughs> Have you ever heard from Lily McLeod? Did you know Lily McLeod? I think the, she lived in Florida, right? No, in Pennsylvania. She nope. did Alabaster Box. No. Thought you knew her. She's in Europe now. She's a hit. Why don't you go to Europe? Well, that's what I'm working on, too. So you, oh, I need I'm to find all your contacts. I need well, all Lily McLeod. Lily McLeod. I don't think the song's playing. <laughs> it's not playing? Because <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't be talking. Oh, well, let them hear what we're saying. <laughs> Lily, Lily McLeod and, and her boyfriend went to Europe. She hasn't come back yet. She's playing in like Croatia, whatever that is. Yes, Croatia. And they, she, she went to Italy and they adore her. And she wrote to me. She said, Ron, would you believe in America? Nobody really gave a shit. And in That's Italy, right. I'm a superstar. And in Russia, all over. Hold on, everybody. Do it one more time. Introduce it one more time. She's ready. Okay. This is the song that was the first single that was released on EMI during the Whitney Houston Mariah Carey era. It was written by Curtis Boone out of Detroit, Michigan. My first song ever released on EMI Records called Come In Out of the Rain.
Is that not like the most amazing now, song you've ever heard? <laughs> that that's mu that's music, folks. It's gone away today. We have too much junk. The woman is incredible, and I don't have to sell it. She's got a smooth violin in her throat. She hits the notes perfectly. She doesn't drop a beat. I could listen to Wendy Moten forever, and I do. And I'm not lying. You know, I don't do that. So, you guys, she's got tons of albums on iTunes. Well, wait, Go get finished. them all. Okay. Finished. My Audi TT Roadster that's in jeopardy right now from Geico being evil and not fixing my car has Bose <laughs> Has Bose speakers in it, a Bose radio and phone and and rec uh, what uh, DVD DVD CD CD player CD player. It's a 2004. If you think that song sounds good now, you've got to hear it at a Bose speakers with a Bose system. Her voice, <laughs> and I drive a convertible, and I'm not, you know, worried about people hearing it. When I drive down the road with Wendy and a few other performers, people say to me at traffic lights, "Who is that?" And I tell them who it is because they all want to know who it is. I have a quick question because we only have like two minutes. Uh, so do you do you get tired of like hearing like your your other songs since you're all you're promoting like new songs? That's why I wanted to play a new one and an old one. I do. I'm so happy that anybody cares at all. So, no, I don't get tired. OK, I good. It. I say thank you. Because um, yes. you have literally, you literally have one of the best voices on the freaking planet. Thank and, you. And, uh, and I, when I did drag as Jane Russell for forty-five yeah. years, I yeah. got so sick and tired of singing. I'm just a little girl from Little Rock. Oi, <laughs> that song it haunts me. I, I, you know what, everybody? She's got a new album. Whether you like country, or you don't like country. It's no, great. It's music. not country. It's a beautiful. It's Americana, song. actually. It's, it's called I've Got You Covered, music. you guys. She's an independent artist, you guys. She's not on a big label anymore, and yes. she needs to sell some freaking records. So yes. let's go. We want this baby to go platinum. Oh, wait, a million one question copies sold. before we go. Wendy Moten has put all of her little relatives through school, through college. Yes. And they all graduates now, right? Yeah, they are graduates. They're doing the great things, you know. So Wendy oh, is a good heart. She gave all her money to her family. And now, now she yeah. needs to make shut up for herself. Shut up before I beat you with this mic. <laughs> and now, and now she she could use some bucks, folks. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy Wendy's beautiful voice. Go out and buy and her. Follow album. me on all the social media platforms because you got to do that today. Yeah, follow her on all the social and, media platforms, and I'm going to include or start including her in all our tweets again. And this Thank is a gal. This is a gal that if you met, you would want to be friends with because she's real. She's down to earth. She's no Hollywood diva. She's definitely not Diana Ross, that bitch. <laughs> so everybody get her stuff. Wendy, we want to thank you so much for coming on. I I'm going to send you an email. We love your stuff. Congratulations. I love you back, Wendy. And you guys go to wendymoton.com and see what she's got going on because she's going on a Melissa Etheridge cruise in April. All right, Wendy, thank you. Bye. Everybody in the bye chat. Bye. We'll see Thanks you in LA. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye, everybody. Bye. Love you, bye-bye. Love you, Love too. you back. Love you back. All right, chat room. Thanks so much. Rebel, yes. thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us. At the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio.